hey, Maddie, uh, so uh, remember when I had that that conversation with that really cool guy at the store and he, he just sound very cool. Um, yeah. So anyways, fast forward a couple of weeks and they've drained my account and I'm now in what they call a pyramid scheme, according to Google. Um, but uh, it's less of a scheme and more of full blown, um, like we're going to murder a goat together kind of vibe. Um, the reason why I say that is because um I just left our group home. Yes, I <laughs> I moved to a group home uh, with them all. And there was straight up a dead goat outside of said home. And so kind of thinking to myself, <laughs> what I get myself into? <laughs> um, anyways, if you could return this call, uh, they are taking our phones now. They said that's against the rules. So um, just call the police or uh, my emergency contact is my mom. I don't remember her address, but... If you could just suss that out for me, thank you. Uh, okay, well, they're taking my phone. Okay, you want my phone? You want my phone now? You? Oh, well, I'm just yeah, I'm just calling. Just calling my maiden. Is <laughs> the proper term for women? Yep. Uh huh. Yes. Okay, they have to take my phone. Okay, Maddie, please call the police. Hey, Corby, it's me. Um, just calling because like I've, you know, I've been up to a lot here in Minnesota, trying to honestly just like expand my social circle a little bit. The winter is really hard for people to like make friends and maintain friendships and stuff like that. But I found this awesome group of people. Um, they're called the, um, the, the rational minders, which is kind of cool. Cause I'm like, I need more rational minds in my life. Um, and we meet weekly and it's super fun. And like, um, it's kind of, we, okay, I'm just going to ask. Does it sound a little culty? I mean, we're not allowed to say the word cult at the meetings because they're like, you know, that's very gauche and all of that. Um, but, you know, I do have to pay to be there, which is kind of weird. And then the other day they said that I was almost ready for my ritual to be cleansed of all my dank thoughts and not even dark thoughts, but dank thoughts. So I don't really know what that means, but um, they're just, you know, they're really nice people. We went to brunch the other day. It was so fun, but I'm just a little on the fence about this. So call me back and give me some input. <laughs> God. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, so we're going to miss. <laughs> my nasal voice. Welcome to the Long Awkward Pause podcast. <laughs> and then I overthought the, I didn't put enough time. Yeah, you just, you, you can do it. All right, Breathe. ready? And don't overthink it. Just say it and go. Welcome to the Long Awkward Pause podcast, where we bridge the gap between our lives and the distance between us. I am co-host Corby. I am co-host Maddie. And welcome back. Welcome back. This is a very, very special episode. Before Maddie says a thing, um, yeah, just need to say that. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not that you didn't want me to say something so that you could say something cool and interesting that I didn't know. You just wanted to make sure that you know who gets to talk first on this episode, and that's you. I see how it is. Yes. Um, this is the, the the episode where we break up dramatically like the Beatles. Uh-oh. The Beatles broke up? <sighs> Spoilers <laughs> for season one of The Beatles Broke Up, the show. Um, <laughs> so we're back to being long distance for realsies. Last time yeah. that we talked to you all, we were only separated by a mere few feet of very, very hot recording studio at, <laughs> at the place where we work. And here we are separated by miles and miles and miles. How many miles? 3,000? 2,000? I don't know. All I know is that it's enough space that I am sitting in like five inches of snow and you're like, it's too hot in my room because of the sun. I'm literally melting. (laughs) It's so warm. Because what's happening right now, I'll I'll paint a picture for our uh, (laughs) listeners here. What's happening? So you can imagine snow. Snow. But what you can't imagine, <laughs> you can't imagine 6.30 at night here in San Diego. The sun, this is the part of the day where the sun is setting in the west. And it is truly beaming through my window. I feel heated in more than one way. Um, this is the time of day where all my plants are like literally rejoicing. They're so happy because it made it to this side of the room. Meanwhile, I can't even watch Netflix without sweating. So uh, it truly, yeah, it's truly probably the worst thing that could happen. But I don't oh know. my gosh! Well, <laughs> that's such a vivid picture. Do you want to hear a picture of my area? Yes, please. Just imagine being inside a walk-in fridge and then mm. closing the door, so it's extremely dark. Ooh. And now add about five inches of very wet snow. Wet. And it's snow. like heavy wet snow. It's disgusting. Oh, and it's... Uh, that's Minnesota. It's not like fluffy and just in the corner. No, it's all over everything. It's really heavy and wet. It's super gross. Everything is gross. It's terrible. (laughs) The funny thing, though, is that at this time last year, we also had a giant blizzard. And it was um, the weekend of our comprehensive exam that Corby and I took because we went to graduate school. Uh (laughs) We're smart. But we're real smart. (laughs) However, people from that same program that I know who are now taking their comprehensive exam, are also going to get stuck in snow this weekend for their comp exam. Oh, so It's cursed. (gasps) It's absolutely cursed. Oh, my gosh. It's like the Twilight Zone. Yep. Also, I just want to point out, I still have snow tires on my car because uh, this old mechanic from the north that we know was like, don't take your snow tires off till Easter. And I was like, that's excessive. It's very warm (laughs) out here. Boom. Snow tires. Went uphill both ways super fast in my snow tires, and I was fine. I didn't know you even... I thought that you had bought tires that would also be good for snow. I didn't realize they were separate tires. Oh, they're separate tires. When you live here, they have to be separate tires. Oh. So that's my 
day. Anyway, so instead of talking about the weather incessantly, this isn't the Long Awkward Weather Podcast. Um, Not yet. Corby, let's do something. Maybe. Such as, mind the gap. Mind the gap. Yes. Um, I will say, before we get started, because I do have a disclaimer per episode to excuse my wild antics. I am sick as a goat on a tooth. Just kidding. I'm very, I'm out of, I'm almost out of it. But I'm sorry if I sound weird. I don't know. It just sounds very raspy. You have to just sing some blues or something. (laughs) (laughs) I take it all back. (laughs) Um, But luckily, because we are separate, every time I'm coughing, I told Maddie I will only cough while they're talking. (laughs) (laughs) So every time I cough, I can just edit it out, and hopefully, it's you know a very nice. It'll nice be perfect and flawless. conversation. Yes, there you go. <laughs> Let's mind the gap. Now, can you edit out all the times I make dumb jokes is the real question. No. All right, yes, mind the gap. Corby, what have you been up to? I start? Okay. Since I um, came back to San Diego, I have started at the gym. <clears throat> um, so I've been going, I think I went 27 times in the past week. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty healthy now. That's what uh, doctors recommend, right? 27 times a week? Yes. Well, it's just like annoying because I Oh no, this... I'm sorry. It's a 9 out of 10 dentists recommend that. Yes. Right, <laughs> Silly right, right. me. Well, it's just like, I'm like, I on my way out of Minneapolis, I got sick. So it's like, I had this whole plan of like, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to start eating better. And then it's like, you, you're sick now. So, um, but yes, I, I've, uh, I am on a health kick. I hope it turns into a health, the lifestyle. Um, I started in therapy, which I know you're excited. I'll be it's out. a gym for your emotions. I know. Oh, it truly is. Um, my therapist was, um, a bit of a surprise. I was not super, Ooh. I wasn't, um. I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I did. And I don't What was I don't, surprising to you? He just he just seemed very very friendly and very like Aww. not that they wouldn't be, but I was just like, you know, I don't know what to expect. It's literally the first time I've ever gone to therapy, mm-hmm. which is surprising cuz a lot of people are like you're so thoughtful and introspective, but um, <laughs> also you've been working with therapists for like 3 years. So But that's like that's that's the hardest is when people are like they're working and they're like, well, you know, I can't go to therapy at the same time. And yeah, exactly. Work for um, therapists and don't have time for therapy. That's pretty ironic. It's it's our lives. Um, not my life, but... Uh, <laughs> not anymore! <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I went to therapy as the first time. He was he was really great. Yeah, well, that's that's an awesome, I think, uh, uh, update of Mind the Gap, because it's like you're taking such good care of yourself. That's awesome. I'm trying. What about you, Mad? I am not taking care of this. <laughs> no, that's that's a lie. Um, what has been going on with me? So in an attempt to try to make it seem at least a little bit like spring, again, thank you to the old grizzard, grizzled northern man who told me not to take my snow tires off till Easter. <laughs> he was right. It has been snowing, and it's going to be snowpocalypse this weekend. Oof. It's okay. I'm over it. Um, I have some new plant yes. Some beautiful some little plants. I went to an antique store of the weekend with one of my friends, and we didn't buy any antiques. I just bought three potted plants. <laughs> the problem, however, is they're super cute, and I've identified two of the three, and you helped me with one of those, uh, because they were just, like, potted plants scattered around the um, the antique store. And you know, as most antique stores are, it was just, like, jam-packed with all sorts of crap. So you'd And, like, this one was kind of, like, weird, too. 
So there was this one area that was like a room full of like animal parts kind of. So like little skulls of beavers and like deer hoofs and stuff. And then all these really old school um, cameras. I feel like you could go in there and then decorate the shit out of like a Wes Anderson set, basically. Um, But then there was also just like potted plants everywhere, just like in boots and like on tables and stuff like this. So I just grabbed a few of them and they sold them to me and I have no idea what one of them is still. (laughs) One of them's an aloe vera, one of them is a ZZ plant, and one of them is this weird like heart-shaped leaf thing that's kind of like delicate... And I've used, like, the little Google lens on it. It doesn't have any idea. I've Googled heart-shaped leaf plants, and it keeps telling me that I'm about to poison myself. And, like, it's just, it's like a whole thing. Well, um, you might be able, you know, you might be poisoning yourself. So just be careful. I haven't died yet, so I'm I'm optimistic. But I don't know. The thing is, I've never been in a position. I realize this. Like, I haven't had to, like, just identify what a plant is. I don't usually, I don't really live an outdoorsy life. So I haven't had to just walk around and be like, hmm, yes. The uh, aloe vera, monstera, or whatever. Um, that's not all the same plants. Those are different plants from each other. Would but also I was like, I would, would be not useless. be found in Minnesota. That's true. But in like a hunter-gatherer society, I would be useless. I'd be like, um, can someone please tell me what this is? And they're like, that is a tree. We tell you this every week. What is wrong with you? And you're like, well, writing hasn't been invented, so I can't exactly take notes, Gunther. Anyway, um, I'm having some issues with identifying it. So if any of you beautiful lap dogs are excellent at identifying plants, Ooh, let yes. me know. We should post it on the Instagram and see if We'll post know. it. We'll crowdsource this. They'll be able to know. Um, there was a kid at my camp when I worked there who was allergic, allegedly allergic to birch trees, and every single tree that we touched or, like, picked up a log from or whatever, he would always go, uh, Chief, um, is this birch? And we're like, <laughs> and so I'd, we'd always be like, no, that's not a birch tree, like, blah, 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 blah. And then one day yeah. he was like, Chief, is this birch? And I was like, yeah, I think so. And he was like, I'm straight up allergic! Um, but... <laughs> It was just annoying. I'm like, learn what a birch tree looks like. Like, it's... Right. If you're deathly allergic, you must... It can't be like, I'm sorry, sir, have you ever seen a peanut? I'm told I'm very allergic to the peanut. But, uh, and they're like, no, sir, that's a that's an area rug. You'll be okay. <laughs> that is a linguine. Um, <laughs> that is a linguine. I think you're fine. Uh, is not a peanut, but it's good to be thorough. All right. So now that we've dunked on some poor child... <laughs> um, <laughs> Do we feel like we've mined the gap? It is minded. It is mounded. It is minded, yes. I can't mounded. see you at this point because I'm trying to adjust my microphone so I can tuck into it and also like lounge on my bed at the same time. So this is interesting. Maddie, you can't lounge while talking on a podcast. <laughs> what is I'm tr- this? Okay, what I'm trying lounge to do, hour? I'm trying to, 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 to record this podcast in as many weird positions as I possibly can because oh, okay. we did, you know, huddled around a weird table in a camper and then... Now I'm going to do lounging on my bed in Northeast Minneapolis. It's perfect. I mean, yeah, I'm literally sitting on my couch, so I guess I can't leave. (laughs) Yeah, okay. How dare you be comfortable? (laughs) Too casual? Is that what it is? Couch sitter? this mic is literally your eyebrows. Like, fix it. (laughs) Never. (laughs) I can't. Just go down with it. Yeah. Then it, like, okay. Is that better? Put I it, keep like rubbing it with my sweater though if it's that far down. Put it up a little bit. How's that? It just needs How's to that? face your mouth. There you go. How's that? How do, do you feel? Okay? How's that to you? I feel great. I'm not going to ever move again. I this makes for great podcasting, by the way. Everyone is so engaged. People love this. 
People Let's literally talk. have written me <laughs> handwritten letters about the we really like when you guys argue the banter. The, the, the placement of a microphone. We are getting very arguing in this episode. What's <laughs> happened to us? You know, we're it's the snow. It, like, it just so makes me apart. so sad. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I am, I'm so happy to be out of there. Goodbye. Yeah, well. Okay. <laughs> I'm hoping it all just melts. So, let's talk about things. Maddie, what are we talking about today? We are talking about... Well, actually, you need to be at level two before I tell you what we're talking about. At level two. Because <laughs> we're talking about cults, yo. <laughs> Ooh, that wasn't misleading at all. <laughs> that was very... I was trying to do the thing where it's like, oh, you have to be in my cult and get to level two before I tell you what it is that we're doing, which is talking about cults. I it was very meta. I don't, see, I don't know how like common that knowledge would be for the someone who's just... The Tonight Show is interested in my jokes, so... <laughs> the Tonight Show is with who? You know... Um, I'll answer SNL? that for you. <laughs> Wait, Wait, no, what did you say? <laughs> Nothing. I didn't say SNL. Don't worry about it. Oh. Um, <laughs> it's either it's, Jimmy Fallon. it's a Jimmy. Is it a Jimmy? Okay, yes, it's Jimmy yeah. Fallon. There you go. Okay. I had wished that you did know that right away because it would have completed my set of the joke. <laughs> oh. Um, I'm sorry. Yes, we I, are talking about no. cults today. <laughs> we are talking um, about cults. All sorts of cults. Black ones, white ones. <laughs> Um, brown ones, purple ones, <laughs> for aliens. All of the, yes, for aliens. Um, they're green, sorry. Yes, sorry, obviously. <laughs> That's really racist of you. They're green, clearly. Is it racist if they don't identify as a race? Ooh, that's we a are good just, question. We are putting race onto aliens and they're just like, listen, stop. Like, <laughs> We don't want That's you true. to categorize us. That would be a weird thing to try and give another alien species, right? They come to our Earth and we're like, you know what? We have all these inventions and this cool stuff, but would you like racism? We'd be like, why <laughs> would we give that to a brand new species Isn't that, that so comes to our planet? Right? That would be that would be very true because then it and then you'd want to be like, which one of you is female? Which one of you is male? Because right? we say that like as here, humans, we say take, it like that. Take all of these, take all of these constructs that we've we've given ourselves that's created a lot of problems you're brand new to this earth you want to see some cool water no do you want to see some cool like genetically modified organisms that we've grown no do you want some racism yes we got plenty of that baby we got plenty of that green and purples that's what we call them so yesterday we're talking about cults and um this has been a long time passion of both maddie and i um yes as survivors of cults ourselves as members as current members of cults yes <laughs> current members <laughs> um i forgot to tell you i left um but this is why we're breaking up <laughs> you left our cult <laughs> you could sense you could sense my <laughs> i could sense your 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 cleansing soul was not cleansed enough i could sense i could it's sense. disgusting um so we've got lots of cults for you um, we do I don't know if you want me to start because I have kind of the standard story. If yes. we want to just no, get tell it out me what of the, the way. Tell me what your cult is. Yes. Welcome, friends, comrades, other friends of friends to my cult episode. And uh, can I do a cult? I'm going to do another, a better one. I'm going to do a cult opening. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. let's both cult do like opening. a cult opening. If you were like, so you had to burst through the doors and there were yes. 70 followers right there. What would be your oh. like, your, your initial sentence phrase? They're in my know? cult? 
Yeah, so they're waiting for you. They're like, ooh, how are they going to introduce themselves first time publicly? Oh, sure, 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 yes. What does that look like? Um, I would I would burst in and say, I can sense your thoughts. <gasps> oh, my gosh. And you think I'm amazing. And then I would immediately launch into a song. Ooh, what song? Come on. Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> clearly the song would be um, uh, Push It by Salt and Peppa. Okay. Not the mm-hmm. direction I thought originally, but I like it. But it's it. peppy, right? So people would get like into it, and then afterwards, I would say, I would like lay down the ground rules for my cult. Okay. How about you? How would you do like, your own thing? It was just so funny now because I'm like, then what are your ground rules? <laughs> like, I just, I'm like, I'm very interested to know. But obviously, we need to move on. Um, I think. How about yeah, you? I How I would, would you do, introduce yourself? I would have one of those big microphones. With like the fat end to it, so it's like on. It's like a headset microphone. Sure. So it's like the, it, what the thing that like aerobic instructors use. Yes, apps. So. Perfect. Perfect. I would. So your like, hands free. My you're hands dynamic. are dynamic. You're yes. coming on the stage already saying, "I am here to move." I'm here to move. My my hips truly are moving. There is no music. Just applause. It's just um, you gyrating with your hips and yes. the no music and applause. Okay, I, I like say, it so far. I say, hello, everybody. And then I go, like, from state, like from one side of the stage to the other, like, slapping people's hands, like, yes, 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 yes. Welcome, but welcome, it's, it's like, welcome. It's silence, though. There's no music. No music. Hopefully tons of, you know, happy screams and things like that. Sure, yes, of course. Um, and I just say, are you ready to... Oh, rock and roll. And then, you know, I work that into something. And the people are ready. Yeah, absolutely. They are truly No, ready. I love it. We're both going high energy, but I like it. I think that's, I, that's what's necessary It's the only way. It's a cult. Come on. What are we going to sit out. around? Like, what else are you going to do? Exactly. <laughs> sit around and be a cult. What are you going to sit so, around and talk to one another? Not in yeah, my cult. So now that we've... <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about some for real cults. Let's do what it. What do you want to... What, what did you find in your journey through the culty parts of the internet which to be fair is probably a lot of the internet truly okay so i've i've i dove i dove deep but i wanted it to hit home so i picked a place pretty close to san diego Ooh. um so this cult was founded in rancho santa fe so if anyone knows where rancho santa fe is are you um, saying rancho 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 santa fe rancho oh like um, a nickname so for tarantulas Rancho? <laughs> no, is that not what it's from? <laughs> it's like a Sorry, ranch continue. with an O. It's like a, is it Spanish? Rancho? Rancho? Is that Spanish for ranch? Is that Spanish a for a little baby Spanish. tarantula? Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Um, I would be kicked out of your cult, clearly. <laughs> she's questioning too much. <laughs> um, so, How dare she ask what rancho means? <laughs> So those of you who don't want to get out your um, your pocket maps to see where see where this is, um, imagine California. So everyone got that picture. At the very, 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 very bottom is Santa Fe. Twenty minutes or about thirty minutes south is Tijuana, Mexico. Guys, I'm going there in a couple of weeks. Very excited. Um, so, and then just above it, maybe an hour is Rancho Santa Fe. Okay. So. I have truly painted the picture. This is the Heaven's Gate cult. <gasps> I love Heaven's Gate. Uh, wait, do you know it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I great. love them. 
Yeah, no, no, no. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell okay. me, tell me. Uh, I didn't know they were so close to you. Run away. Oh you had to be in the same state. They're like evil. They're here with me now. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, if you all have the chance to go to heavensgate.com, it still exists. It is still a functioning website. It's creepy as fuck. Um, <gasps> Wait, they have like an actual website that's still up? Yes, heavensgate.com. Do they like recruit people still? I don't think it's still active, but it's definitely like from the 90s like it is an original website oh my god it's very creepy um i'm surprised they haven't taken it down based on the information i'm about to tell you all right now okay okay here i go so let's talk about the founders first so we have marshall applewhite jr a native to texas he attended uh, many uh many different universities he was in the united states army shout out to our vets he finished schooled and was uh, school and was married the same year. He sang opera and it was a good public speaker, impressing people wow. with a strong baritone voice and good diction. That's what I look for in a cult, cult leader. You know? <laughs> Truly, do you have a good baritone voice and a and good? Di- I mean, it probably does help though. You don't want to be like, "Hi, welcome to my cult." People will be like, "We don't want to. We wouldn't join that cult." But if someone's like, "Hello, welcome to my cult," yes, then you're gonna want to say it's yes. inviting. It's enchanting. So, uh, in the 1960s, he tried uh, to be an actor in New York, but failed, according to the New York Times. Oh, yeah, shout out oh. uh, to the New York Times. Wikipedia, honestly, truly a gift to the world. Um, <laughs> Heavensgate.com, and then also, oh, the History Channel. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for pitching in. You're, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> so, he later returned to Texas, where he led choruses and served as a chair of the music department at the University of St. Thomas. Dun, dun. <gasps> Dun, that's where Wait, Maddie what? went to school. In Houston. Wait, not in Minnesota? In oh, Houston, okay. yeah. Wait, in Houston? Yeah. Wait, Seriously? Did, yeah. My dad went to school there. <gasps> what year? Uh, in the 80s. He probably, no, I, no, he probably, no, he left before he went. Oh, that's then. so creepy. Yeah. So no, I've been to that campus a bunch of times. Is it nice? Oh, it's kind of nice, yeah. Hmm. So basically, he was like really into, you know, singing and and you know being a charismatic cult leader before he even mm-hmm. was so as you do um he divorced in 1968 for some reason i did not write the year down i remember reading it uh but it they cited that he was having issues with his sexual identity Oh, interesting. Um, he left school in 1970, citing emotional turmoil. So that was two years later. And then his father's death was a year after that and brought on a severe depression. Oh, so that's that a little sucks. bit about Marshall. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other person is Bonnie Nettles, who I could not find a single thing about, really. Uh, well, that's but... extremely creepy for a cult leader. <laughs> yeah. She was born and raised in Houston into a Baptist family. As an adult, she moved away from the religion. After becoming a registered nurse, she married businessman Joseph Segal <laughs> Nettles in 1949, with whom she had four children. Their marriage remained mostly stable until 1972. Dun, okay, dun, so then, dun. what happened? What happened in 1972? You learn here on the History Channel. So, <laughs> so their marriage began to deteriorate due to Nettles' belief that a 19th century monk named Brother Francis frequently spoke with her and gave her instructions. A 19th century monk? Yes. What? Furthermore, it's not 
what I would have said if I had wrote this myself. Uh, <laughs> Nettles often conducted seances with mediums in order to contact other deceased spirits. A circle group oh, was held every Wednesday at her house in relation to this. So, yeah, so she kind of, so it's interesting because she left religion behind and, and found more of like the spiritual path. Um, sure. Weekly seances, usually most Baptists, I don't think, do mm-hmm. that necessarily. She also studied astrology. Theo, the theosophy. What is it? It's not what not is... theology, but it's theosophy. Theosophy. I don't even know what that is. But, uh, That's I'm, the study of. It would be religion. Hold on, I can right? do this off the top of my head. Theo. <laughs> So, Ooh, it's an because, esoteric religious movement established in the United States during the late 19th century. Oh, okay. So just... Re- it's, okay. it's kind of like this other whole theology, it looks like. Or like... Interesting. Movement of some sort. So yeah, so she was yeah. she was getting into the weird <clears throat> stuff, is basically what you're she saying. Was, She's like, yes. I'm going to get a little weird, and she really went for it. She really did, I mean, did, everyone truly. explores in your 20s and 30s into <laughs> cult things. <laughs> In 1972, Nettles went to see multiple fortune tellers who told her that she would soon meet a mysterious man who was tall with light hair and a fair complexion. Hmm. Guess who looked like that? Chris Hemsworth. Mm, mm, Also, Marshall Applewhite kind of looked like that. Kind of, okay, yeah. Kind of. Very much kind of, but it's her destiny. Um, (laughs) So Nettles and Applewhite met and began studying mysticism together, opened a bookstore for fun, probably. In 73... (laughs) Because it sure wasn't for profit. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) We love it. Um, We just love books. Um, In 73, they got real ambitious and... Mm -hmm. uh, thought to travel all over the U.S. to gain followers with their new teachings. In oh, wow. two years, two mm-hmm. years of traveling and gaining followers, they gained one. Oh, no. <laughs> Ooh, take that, Heaven's Gate. Oh, wow. So something tells me that this is not the end of the cult, though. It is not. So that ah. takes, I mean, that's like interesting, though, because if you go around the country and get one follower, how do you have the guts to sit down and be like, we're doing this again, and it's going to be epic. It. Totally defeated. Yeah, I would be totally defeated if I like tried I a career it. for two years and had one success. I would probably switch careers. I tried they, a career for like a few months and had no success. And switched. <laughs> That's they not really true, just but it's a pulled themselves true. together, and they thought, you know what, we have to turn this around. So, mm-hmm. yeah, interesting people. Um, I like to so believe Apple- that they went to a therapist or something and didn't tell them what the job was. But we're like, we're trying mm. to get this thing off the ground. We haven't had a lot of success, but we really believe in it. And this poor therapist was like, if you believe in it, then, you know, the good things will happen. You can do it. Believe in yourself. Get that positive self-talk and accidentally caused a cult. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's Oopsies. my personal headcanon. <laughs> uh, um, oh, side note, too. There are videos of Apple White that still exists on the Internet. <gasps> and he's like some of his like initiation videos and then there's a video um that was right before the incident i'll get to but he's a very disturbing person to watch did you watch them yes i watched one and he like he talks fine like i I don't know there's a little something strange about the way he talks but i think it's his eyes are kind of like piercing in there he's kind of like a doll that just kind of bobs Ugh. back and forth and he's, oh that's terrifying oh, he creeps, and he's bald and he just yeah he creeps me oh, out jeez um but he does def- no nope, i was gonna say something wrong 
Um, so Marshall was arrested. So they were actually, they were arrested. They were charged with credit card fraud during their two years because they okay. probably spent all this time traveling and didn't have Trying to money. get their one follower. Mm-hmm. So they, um, they, those charges were dropped. So we don't know if they named it. And then, but Apple White was arrested for failing to return a rental car. Oh, okay. Yes. He served seven months. You can get seven months, months for not uh, returning a rental car. I guess so. Well, there go my summer plans. Jeez. <laughs> uh oh. Return it now. Um, I'll, so I'll be right back. <laughs> it was stuck in the snow the whole time. I promise. Um, so yeah, so he served six months, and if you can imagine uh, a future cult leader going to jail to serve time, he probably didn't use it to become a better person. Uh, so. <laughs> I would agree with that assessment. I think it's very insightful. Yeah. He's like writing mm-hmm. Heaven's Gate on the walls and stuff. So, like other people are avoiding him Ooh. in prison because he's too weird. It's, it's, it's probably was great. Boogie. Okay. So with a new mission, post post um, post graduating prison. Uh, they changed their name to Bow and Peep. Bow and, and they Peep? S- Bow and Peep, and they set out to lead their herd of followers into their new religion. Oh, my so gosh. New- <laughs> Wait, who is Bo? Their- um, I don't, I'm guessing it was him, but I don't okay. know. Okay, if you had they to choose really between being it. called Bo or Peep, what would you choose? I think Bo. I think so, too. No. I think that's the obvious choice. Yeah, I feel like Bo is, like, creepy. I don't know. I don't think Peep is much better. Peep is like, oh, that that one's just quiet. That's Peep. Oh. Peep's a I little guess. aloof, you know? I don't Peep's know. aloof. Bo is like a little <laughs> bit more in your face and strange and just will it come yeah. right up to you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Bo. I'm like, okay. Okay. So, so as they, they were gaining new followers, or they set back out to gain new followers, mm-hmm. um, and their new religion basically was that they would be visited by extraterrestrials who would provide them with new bodies. And they would provide um, the extraterrestrials with racism. Is that what it was? <laughs> um, so wait, the aliens often, would come give you them new bodies? Yes. Yeah, so the aliens okay. would come and be like, here's your new body. Good job keeping alive. Um, now join like into this body of an alien or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. So and I, it's kind of creepy, too, because he would use the Bible as like a record of extraterrestrial contact. So it wasn't Ooh. like, oh, the Bible said this about blah, 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 and this is why the world is this way. It was like, oh, the reason why this is in the Bible is because there were, you know, aliens in this <gasps> way or whatever. So he would sure. like quote the Bible, but be like, Ooh, that was wow. an alien, guys. Duh. Yeah. See, that's that's a lot to make the Bible, like, more weird. Because there's a lot of weird stuff in the Bible. I mean, like, I'm Absolutely. obviously, I mean, like, I'm a Christian and stuff like that. But there is still, there's stuff that sounds weird in the Bible. Like, that's perfectly rational. Yeah. But it's funny that you can make it even weirder. He did it. He's good. He's Jeez. Good. So, so did they, they get any people this time? Yes. So they eventually got 70 followers. I oh, think that nice. was the most at a time. Wait, why am um, I cheering for the cult leaders? Yeah. And it's just like, they have the success. They went through the two years. Part of me is a little sympathetic, and I feel really guilty for that. This is how they get you. I would Uh-oh. be in a cult at this point. He is a very nice fella. Apparently. Little Bo. Um, so uh, Applewhite believed that to complete separation from earthly desires, oh, uh, that you had to uh, completely separate yourself from earthly desires uh, in order to get to the next level, is what they called it. So he would use, like I said, the New Testament um, and say, you know, like Jesus spoke about this thing because of this reason. 
And then they had to renounce as followers their friends, family, media, drugs, alcohol, jewelry, facial hair, sexuality. Wait, jewelry and facial hair? Whoa, yeah, that's a lot of worst. stuff. Yeah. Um, they weren't allowed to get close with anyone or talk with anyone outside of the campgrounds or sites they stayed in. So they were also not allowed to get close to one another inside the cult. Oh, so you couldn't be like dating your fellow cult member. No. And so he, I mean, they probably didn't know why. They were just like, uh, it's part of the thing, I guess. But he, it, it was said that like he was like self-conscious and, you know, didn't want people sure. to like start plotting against him. He was very uh, uh, a paranoid fella. Um, as a cult leader, that doesn't shock me necessarily. No, it truly does not. Comes with the package. Uh, so in 1983, Nettles had an eye surgically removed as a result Ugh. of cancer. Oh, I thought it was um, voluntary and I was so disturbed. <laughs> yeah, she's like, that's my body. So this was essentially her um, I, her vehicle. So her vehicle is her body sure. originally. Yep. And so uh, she ended up dying two years later in 85. So Applewhite okay. told his followers that she had traveled to the next level because she had too much energy to remain on Earth. And they bought it? Uh, yep um yep uh but okay it was so yeah it literally convinced the group but it didn't convince him because he <gasps> had this whole idea that their bodies were supposed to be waiting for a new body to host them essentially sure and so he actually had a crisis of faith <gasps> in his because, own cult mm-hmm, because nettles had abandoned her earthly body Oh my without gosh. you know, and, and yeah. he thought that they were all going to make the journey with their vehicles. Sure. Um, so, so yeah. So he had a crisis of faith. Um, he eventually came to terms with it and felt that she was more divine. So he kind of just changed. You know, he reframed. Good for him. I know. Um, why? Why accept <laughs> that you're maybe you're not going to get new bodies from aliens when you could just reframe someone's horrible just, death? Just reframe. Just pivot. Again, he went back to that therapist, and they were like, you know, let's reframe your friend's death, and then accidentally created part two of this horrible cult. <laughs> so we're getting here, we're getting towards the event. Um, but uh, in his doctrine, he said that Jesus was a gateway to heaven, but had found humanity unready to ascend when he first came to earth. So Applewhite then decided that an opportunity existed for humans to reach the next level every two millennia. At this time, it's early 90s, so <gasps> we're coming up now. We're coming up, the, it's happening, yeah. On the second millennia for them. What a crazy random happens dance. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, and then, side note, I just mentioned this, but he became increasingly paranoid. He was fearing com- conspiracy against his group. He contended that most humans had been brainwashed by Lucifer and that his followers could break free of this control. In addition, he stated that evil to less... Evil extraterrestrial extraterrestrial sorry whom he referred to as luciferians sought wait, wait, wait. To so now they're, they're they're evil aliens as well as the aliens yes. that are going to give you a new body well, <gasps> oh that's complicated well they have man. levels okay <laughs> it's been all that time being clean shaven having no jewelry and also just coming up with a whole bunch of new stuff he was yeah he really just figured it all out i mean most of this i feel mm-hmm. like you could do in an afternoon but he's doing it takes <laughs> him um, <laughs> like nine years and you're like yeah just let's slap it together get a random word generator pull a few ideas out of my head boom cult done what are you gonna do about it okay so now on to his new mission with the uh, with uh jesus's anniversary coming up he has a new mission um so he said this is um I think this is a quote from him. So he finally basically was like, I am now open to talking to people 
in public. So he would like make these, you know, statements and things like that. Like he just thought that people cared about what he said. And, you know, apparently a few people did. Um, but he says, our 22 years of classroom here on planet Earth is finally coming to conclusion. Okay, so I grabbed this from the website. I was trying to figure out where this came from. So this is him, like, typing on the website. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Um, so graduation oh, wow. from the human evolutionary level. We are happily prepared to leave this world and go with T's crew. So he then, so he changed his name. Um, so they went from Bo and Peep to T and yeah. something else, but I can't remember what nettles oh i think i remember this from when i i, I learned a little bit about heaven's gate from a, a, a different podcast i'm so sorry i think it was tea and dough because it was like do re mi fa la tea it was like the, uh, the top and bottom of like yeah just adds a layer of creepy to it in my opinion yes. but it was tea and dough yes i just i did a quick google and it that is completely true so he was um so doe i think was nettles who had died so he was saying that now we mm-hmm. can leave this world with my crew uh, we did a series of satellite TV broadcasts entitled Beyond Human, The Last Call, which is <laughs> very scary. And then for the first time scary. in 17 years, we corresponded with a brief period of those who opted to write us. So basically, he was like, we're opening ourselves before they close themselves off from everyone. But he's like, we're opening ourselves up. If yeah. you'd like to write for us or write to us, just know that this is the last call for you, basically. Um, oh, my gosh. And I actually did get, I think, one person who was a former follower who rejoined again. So, Oh, wow. Creepy. Wow, that person was clearly on a path of some sort. Mm, Jeez. Mm, mm. So Mm-mm. while this is happening, woo, 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 in the, you know, the bigger space, extraterrestrials are sending something special to the Earth. Um, As they do. Mm-hmm. In the... the the form of a comet called Hale Bop. Um, it comes okay, around yes. every 4,000 years or so. So, oh, okay, cool, cool. So, so, 1995 discovery of the comet Hale Bop, the Heaven's Gates members became convinced that an alien spacecraft was on its way to Earth, hidden from the human detection behind the comet. Um, so, in 1997, as part of its 4,000 year orbit of the sun, the comet Hale Bop passed near Earth in one of its most impressive astronomical events of the 20th century so cool um at least they know their their space stuff yes they, yeah they're well informed of, of the news mm-hmm. um so what's interesting so originally he thought that our their bodies were vehicles that would travel up and, and you know we get new bodies with the mm-hmm. um but now he's convinced because of nettle's death he's convinced that our bodies are not the vehicles. They're just, you know, sacks basically holding our souls. Sure. And so he was thinking that once this comet is passing the Earth, it's full of extraterrestrials that have their now bodies up there. And okay. if they were to die on Earth, their soul will then get captured by the comet and have new bodies Ooh. in there. And and they would don't be love where this free. is going. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, so uh, he um, he went full cray. He went full cray. Oh no! Uh, so, yeah, I don't love where this is yeah. going. Um, in late March 1997, as Hale Bob reached its closest distance to Earth, once again very good with the math here. Um, Applewhite and 38 of his followers drank a lethal meth uh, mixture of I do not say the word um, poison. 
and vodka, and then which is also poison. Thirty-eight. Mm-hmm. And they laid down to die. That's crazy. Hope, oh my gosh! Hoping they're hoping to leave their bodily containers, enter the alien spacecraft, and pass through heaven's gate into a higher existence. Oh my god! Well, they left their their earthly bodies for sure. That's crazy. So thirty, like, so all thirty-eight of them. Yeah, thirty. Yeah, like, thirty-nine. Actually, drank this poison and died. Yeah, including old Bo. Whoa. Yes. So they they straight up did done died. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, the website's still up. The videos and the are still, still existing. Up. The website, I don't, oh I couldn't gosh. find anything. Like, I didn't scan the website super intensely, but I couldn't find any like yeah, that's updates. Probably a good call. But yeah. yeah, they were, like, it was essentially, like, a countdown website. Like, once they found out about Comet Hale, like, it's, like, the opening sure. is about, like, you know, this is this is our salvation. <gasps> so, in theory, the last person to have edited that, pod- or that podcast, <laughs> edited that website is, like, died in a mass suicide. Yeah. That's very scary. So oh, my spooky. gosh. <laughs> um, yeah, so this happened, like, just, like, literally so close to me. Um, oh my gosh! Yes, you could have died. I died in that. In you could have. You're so strong. Thank you <laughs> resisted this cult. I'm so proud of you. Thank oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, that's scary as hell. Yes, wow. That is that is my my cult. Um, Heaven's Gate. Cults are that's truly cult. the scariest things in the world. They're so scary. Hey, listeners of Long Awkward Pause, if you want to send us updates, questions, topic ideas, or gifts, and I'm talking about both kind, then feel free to send us an email to longawkwardpausepodcast at gmail.com. I know that was super long, but you can do it, or you can visit our Facebook and Instagram, Long Awkward Pause. See you then. So my cult is also close to home for me, mm-hmm. but not because of the geography, because it involves homeschooling. Okay. So, <laughs> what was that it's noise? Really scary. <laughs> okay, just to be clear, I was not an occult. I was raised homeschooled, but as far as I know, we weren't an occult. Just the cult of our own. How do you family, know? Can we do a checklist? <laughs> That's true. Is there a checklist? Like, am I an occult? I if I'm depressed, I'm you now. were in a cult, Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> this is. I got it. You know, this is true. That's what happens. Um, Okay, so this is the Institute in Basic Life Principles, founded by Bill Gothard. So this is like a super religious, super conservative, super Christian, homeschooling, teaching kids the right things cult. So here's what happened. (laughs) Um, Bill Gothard was born in 1934 and became a Christian minister um, speaker and writer and he so he graduated with biblical studies from Wheaton College um, he got a PhD actually in biblical studies from an unaccredited Louisiana Baptist University so screw that guy um, but in 1961 he uh, founded an organization called Campus Teams which in the 70s changed his name to the Institute in Basic Youth Conflicts and then in the 80s changed again to the Institute in Basic Life Principles, and that's kind of what it became from now on. And Gothard was the sort of president and board member for a really long time. Um, he also founded in the 80s the Advanced Training Institute, and that is the homeschooling program oh. that's part of the Institute of Basic Life Principles. Okay. Um, so he's very, very conservative person, and 
Um, yeah. So the Institute for Basic Life Principles, he kind of has primary teaching is the basic seminar, which is like these seven basic life principles, again, because that's what the Institute mm-hmm. is. Um, there's the design principle that people have to be like, you know, you have to figure out why God created you. Uh, the authority principle, which is that inward peace results when people respect and honor the authorities <laughs> that God has put into their lives, which, of course... <laughs> if you're in charge of a cult, gets to be you. Mm -hmm. Um, Or for like the um, advanced uh, training institute, the homeschooling branch too, it's an extremely patriarchal thing. So it's like the the father of the family gets to be super in charge. Um, They also practice this really weird thing that is actually not just unique to this specific cult called the quiverful principle. Where um, really conservative, usually really conservative Christian homeschooling families will have a lot of kids to be like, you want to basically populate the earth with people who think like you, which is a little terrifying to me. so terrifying. It's very terrifying. There's the responsibility principle where your clear conscience results when people realize that they're responsible to God for every thought, word, and action, and move. Um, So you got to ask a lot of forgiveness from people. Uh, the suffering principle, people should allow the hurts from offenders to reveal blind spots in their own lives. Mm. The ownership principle, that people are stewards and not owners of their possessions. And Gothard teaches that anger results from not yielding personal rights to God, which is a great principle to use if you want money from your peeps. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he's he's got everyone figured out at this point. Um, uh, the, the freedom principle, that moral purity is the result of true freedom, obviously. So, you know, that gets to be defined by whoever. And the success principle is that when people learn to think God's thoughts by meditating on and memorizing scripture, they make wise decisions to fulfill their life purpose. So it kind of turns into a little bit of like, yeah, I'll be super rich and successful if you follow God's principles. Um, which is true. Which is true. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, but the, the Institute for Basic Life Principles started out as sort of like a self-help, keep kids off the streets thing, yeah. with like a very religious emphasis started by Gothard, and the ATI, the Advanced Training Institute for Homeschooling. Um, but if you want to do ATI to homeschool your kids through that program, there's like this huge application that you have to fill out. It asks super personal questions about your family. You have to like include a photo, and it's like really expensive. <laughs> so, do um, they, so just... do they like provide like materials or something, or like... Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, it, it, yeah, it does seem weird to be like, I'm going to apply to homeschool yeah, um, <laughs> because there's, but that, that is, I mean, this is why this cult is really interesting to me because in the homeschooling world, there are a lot of places that will sell curriculums. Right. Um, that's just basically like you can buy this program from someone and they'll give you like, here's how you teach all these different things, which mm-hmm. in, for the most part makes a lot of sense, yeah, right? Because like sense. if you're a homeschooling parent, you want to be able to like have some, some clarity about doing that. But this is like the version where it's like you pay and then you're kind of in a cult, so I don't super support that. <laughs> um, but a lot of weird stuff also happens with this thing because Gothard, first of all, it's a very much about control and patriarchy and paying tithes and being very controlled. And like everyone is has to be like, you know, the purity kind of thing turns into people wearing those really long skirts. Actually, the Duggar family, yep. um, they were part of this cult. Um, so wearing like the really long permed hair and the long skirts on women and like long sleeves and like that really specific distinctive like oh geez super conservative christian homeschooling kind of look kind of comes from this um gothard discouraged adoption because the child will carry the sins of the original parents that's so sad i know um also on a slightly lighter note thinks that cabbage patch kid dolls are evil 
um, because they somehow cause complications with pregnancies. It's not 100% clear why that's the case, but he was like, Cabbage Patch Kid dolls, super evil, don't even do it. (laughs) Um, Did you have Cabbage Patch Kid dolls as a child? Um, No, I wasn't allowed material objects. Okay, you're safe. See, yeah, your mom knew that they were straight from hell, so obviously... Yeah, at my babysitter's house, we, they had like a whole closet full of them, but... And where is she now? <laughs> straight in hell, exactly. She's still in Indiana. <laughs> um. AKA in hell, <laughs> That's so mean. I'm sorry, Indiana lapdogs. Um, uh, also, they didn't... He doesn't allow followers to listen to music with a beat, Um, which a lot of people think is like if it's derived at all from any African music tradition it's like totally out so there's definitely a nice strain of super nice racism going through all of this love Love that yes Uh, discourages higher education because it has a corrupting influence so basically says you need to do the the institute of basic life (laughs) principles or you need to do the advanced training institute homeschooling and you better not go to college because they're going to fill your brain with ideas Like that, men and women are equal. <laughs> Almost done. <laughs> and racism is wrong. With people from different cultures. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, so he teaches that family should be structured as an umbrella of authority, where the husband answers to the authority of God and then protects his family, who in turn submit to his will. Oof. So this is like that super patriarchal sort of thing. I know, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you make me barf. <laughs> you make me barf. Um, and they also, they kind of try to teach, at this point, the uh, Institute of Basic Learning Principles curriculum in public schools. It's just called something else. Um, yeah. So then the the great thing about this cult, first of all, it still goes on in some kind of way, shape, or form because it's like, it's culty enough to be like super creepy, but not enough for people to be like, oh, that's clearly a cult immediately type of thing. Um, but in the 80s, the organization faced a major sex scandal when Gothard's brother, Steve Gothard, and Bill Gothard is the guy who founded it. At this point, he just had a bunch of affairs with a bunch of secretaries in the Institute. Oh, okay. Great. Um, love that story. <laughs> yeah. So Steve Gothard, love it. Great. Wonderful. He resigned in the 80s. However, in 2014, Bill Gothard, so the main guy in charge, resigned as president after reports that he had sexually harassed multiple women. And failed to report allegations of child abuse in the organization. Oh, no, it's a truly a yep. double whammy. But also it's like, yep. like yeah, 100% this dude is preaching that women basically are, you know, nothing but the slime off of a man's boot. Like, yep. of course he's out yep. harassing women. And Oh, 100%. Like, right, someone who sets up a whole women. cult. Exactly. Come so someone on. that sets up a whole cult to disempower people, women and children and and people who are vulnerable, of course you're going to violate and, like, exploit that for all of your worth. And not give a crap about these little kids being hurt because it's not about them. You don't matter. You are just just a multiple of my teaching and, you know, fall in line or get out. It's so... so. Yeah, it's it's insane. It's nuts. Um, So what he would do apparently is like he allegedly selected young women for administrative positions within the organization and then would basically manipulate them and harass them while they were in his employment. Um, There's this amazing website blog called um, Recovering Grace, which is basically about people who grew up in the Gothard cult reflecting on their lives and like their healing and their journeys and like shedding light on all the messed up stuff from the organization i had some like had a chance to kind of poke around a little bit but uh listeners you should really go check it out it is called recovering grace it is a super cool website all about people who have kind of been through this 
Um, so the, unfortunately, this just gets better, oh. right? Um, an investigation into the allegations by the Institute for um, Basic Learning Principles mm-hmm. concluded that Gothard acted inappropriately but not criminally. So his own cult uh, basically investigated him. They were like, oh, I mean, like, he could be a little more, you know... <laughs> polite and maybe a little less touchy and friendly but like definitely didn't like sexually assault and abuse a bunch of people truly the worst there was a a civil suit in 2015 uh with a bunch of these five female plaintiffs um basically brought the suit against gothard um to about like all the harassment that they had um received in all of this and basically tried to sue the institute in basic life principles mm-hmm. it looks like that's actually still in motion that's still kind of in process oh, so that's because as you know civil suits take five ever Ugh. but they are trying to get some um some justice in the world but there's been no uh criminal sort of repercussions for this they're really there's so much covering up basically gothard got off scot-free for all of Ugh. this um, just suffered zero consequences, which is super, super sad. Um, and there's actually a lot of the, the Duggar family had also, I think that came to light that some of them had suffered some abuse as well. And like, there's just a lot of abuse in this, this, um, organization from top to bottom, which is not surprising again, because it's like, if you set up a structure where powerful people get to be in charge because God tells them you get to do whatever you want. So and the Duggar family is like the 19 and counting family. Yes. Yeah, they yes. definitely had some, <laughs> some crazy shit going on there i just like how do those people have how do they get tv shows how do you not see i don't know how they get famous in that way but the thing that just fascinates me about this cult is that i kind of i don't know i understand how it could happen because i was raised in a really conservative christian homeschooling family and we weren't part of any bigger institution we were just really catholic Mm -hmm. um or i said are really catholic my sister who's a nun (laughs) um but there are definitely people that we knew who were the types of Christians who were like, no, the father is the head of the family. We all have to listen. You know, the, the, I knew some friends who uh, went through homeschooling and then the girls were like, we don't want to go to college. We just want to like be homemakers immediately and like would wear long dresses and stuff like this. So I know people like this who have grown up in this area. And I think part of it is that people go, well, you know, I want to have a good life for my family. I want to raise my kids to have like really good morals and ethics. I want to have a really close knit family, but it can so easily spiral into, I'm going to exploit all this power I have because I have these people who don't know anything different. You could, you can make the argument for people who do grow up and they're like, oh, I just want to be a homemaker or whatever. You can, I mean, you can make the argument that like, oh, maybe they're happy, you know, like that makes them happy, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, they haven't been exposed to any other reality. Right. That's not. Yep. The thing is options. The thing is knowing what else is out there. Right. You, if you, if you graduate high school, you go off to college or you go have some life experiences, not necessarily, I mean, college is not for everybody either, but like you go have some life experiences and then you figure out, you know, what makes me happiest is being a homemaker. Then like, great, great, wonderful, more power to you. But the thing that really gets to me is these people who say, I've gone from basically being a second mother in my house, Mm -hmm. because a lot of times with homeschooling families, the older siblings help out a lot with the younger siblings. So if you go from being like mini mom to then saying, the thing I want to do next is just keep being in this specific type of family. It's hard because you're like, you don't know it's, anything yeah. different. And who knows if you're going to wake up when you're 35 and be like, I don't really know what I want anymore. I just, I think it's super fascinating yeah. because like I said, like I don't know anyone who was in this cult specifically. 
And I mean, I don't, it, obviously it seems like a pretty extreme version, but it is so interesting to be like, how many steps away was I from yes. being a homeschool cult? Yeah, I can. <laughs> like, it could have happened. I, yeah, I could, I can't imagine um, um, homeschool, but yeah, it's just that, the, yeah. that degree. The few degrees of separation of like, exactly. what if my mom decided this instead? Right. <laughs> it's like, exactly. Mom, no. And like, I think, yeah, exactly. And I think I'm lucky in that my parents were also had this like hippie streak in them mm-hmm. where they were like, we just want to do stuff because we want to be rebels. So I'm like, I think that kind of was our saving grace yeah. as a family. <laughs> you know, my mom was like, we're not doing social studies. We're doing math and science and biology and trigonometry instead. And I'm like, okay, that works. So I got a really good education out of it. Not that you were obviously in the same situation, but what what do you think helped break you out of the mold sure. in general? Um, I mean, as cliche as it is, probably getting older and going and having different experiences in life yeah. and meeting different people, mm-hmm. you know? Because like when you're in, in a homeschool kind of bubble, you basically only know the people that your parents decide to let you get to know because right. like it's homeschooling, right? So I knew other homeschool kids for most of my life. And then the older I got when I went to college and I started to make different friends and then law school and graduate school and like different jobs that I worked, the more people that you get to know, the more you're like, okay, life isn't like the world isn't evil and scary. It's just very, very different from me. And if I can hang with that, if I can make that work, then I just got happier and happier and kind of like the results speak for themselves. Do you, you, know? do you like us real worldies? Worldies? <laughs> real worldies? <laughs> we, we seriously used to call people school kids if they went to school. Like, oh, yeah, we're school kid. About that. Yep, yep, like that total school, school kid. kid. Or like we'd hear someone swear and be like, I bet they're a school kid. School kid. <laughs> so yeah, I love you, school kids. You guys are great. Thank you. <laughs> I, I love, um, I, I can say that I love. A, a nice group of homeschooled kids. Yeah. <laughs> you know a few it's now. It's just your family. Welcome to my world. <laughs> only, I think that's only people. I, I mean, I'm sure I've known someone from before, but, but in, my, in my before yeah. life. Um, so if you're out there listening and you're homeschooled, it's going to be okay. Go meet some new people. Go meet some school kids. Also, why are you listening to this podcast? This is not a part of curriculum. That's true. This is probably evil. So just don't don't tell it's anyone you're listening evil, to podcasts. Kind of, I guess. Tell them it's a book on tape about the Bible. Yep. Ooh, a book on tape about the Bible. So it's just a about the Bible collection. Yeah. Of the Bible. Or it's like a, um, what did we used to listen to? We used to listen to these like historical fiction things where it was like, you know, radio play type style things, oh, but that. about like. Um, different famous people in history. So it was like the story of Alexander Graham Bell. And it would be like, I'm Alexander Graham Bell and I'm inventing the telephone. And like this whole thing. So we like, it was always a learning opportunity. It was fantastic. That's so awesome. I remember in in elementary, I think it was, yeah, elementary school, um, we would, I I feel like every, I feel like every school kid did this. Um, Every school kid? Every school Mm -hmm. kid, public school kid did this. But you would, you would learn about someone. You had to memorize a speech. You would dress up as them, and then you would all be wax <gasps> figures in a wax museum. Cute. So you would like fill the gym, and everyone would. You would have like a uh, your poster board and like a couple props and stuff like that. So you would sit there, be frozen, and then someone would come and like tap on you, and you'd be like, "I'm Abraham Lincoln. I was born in." <laughs> oh, um, I cannot. Do you remember who you were? I think I was like a basketball of player, of course. <laughs> of course, <laughs> like, he's a little sketchy. Um, <laughs> I think I was a basketball player. Um, They're like, oh, I'm so sorry. We don't teach about any famous people of color from history. Like, oh, I wonder why that is. <laughs> Indiana in the 90s. They're like, well, we only have one Rosa Parks, so one of you <laughs> kids are going to get it. Um, yeah, I want to say yeah. I was either, 
a basketball player or like Jackie Robinson. Special thanks to Liam Coulter who produced the theme song and music. Theme song and the music for our podcast. Um, okay. Special thanks to Liam Coulter who produced the theme song and music for our podcast. Will you join my cult? I, well, what's this cult about? Okay, I'm gonna tell you about this cult. Are you, first, I, I have a question for you. Oh, first, of ready? So what is, like, the biggest problem that faces the modern cult? Let's say it at the same time. Ready? One, two, three. Nepotism. Too many followers and not enough leaders. Yes. What were you going to say? Nepotism. (laughs) Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. Now, that's, like, the second or third, I think. Maybe even fifth. However, the number one challenge facing the modern cult is that... You know, if you have too many followers and only one leader, that's a lot of pressure. Also, I think you're going to get, that's a pretty classic design for a cult. Multiple followers, one leader. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like old news. Like, oh, Heaven's Gate had like, you know, very few leaders and a whole bunch of followers or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like that Jonestown, those are mostly followers. However, my cult, you are the leader. Everyone is the leader. Whoa. There are actually multiple leaders and the founder of the cult is the only follower of the cult. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So you get to be a cult leader as soon as you start out in this cult. So what what would be my role as a leader of the cult? Well, um, basically, I mean, we divide up the, the, the um, kind of cult leader tasks, right? So if you want to be mm-hmm. the charismatic speaker, okay. that's what you can do. If you want to be the person who embezzles, that's what you can do. If you want to okay. be the person who decides the cult has to relocate to the foothills, that's what you can do. If you want to be the weird person who exploits everyone around you, you can do that too. But you are the leader, and you get to choose what kind of brand of leader you are. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Would you I, like to join? I'm tempted, but I do have one question for you, and you can't lie. Yes. Okay. Is there a catch? <laughs> um, why... I, I, you know, I'm offended you would ask that, first of all. <laughs> okay, you seem easily... But as a cult leader, <laughs> I think you're the person who has to answer that. I'm just a follower. How would I know if there's a catch? I am the only follower of this cult. Okay, I, first I off, don't know as your leader, me. I need you to calm down. You're getting very <laughs> hostile about this question. How dare you attack your leader? You know, you're way. right. I'm so sorry. I need to be more faithful. Okay. My faith has been shaken. <laughs> um, You know what? I will join this cult... Under, um, under his eye, uh, with the idea, be- <laughs> with the idea being that there, we will not have punch and we will not drink things together. Okay, no drinking things together. You know, as a follower, I I can't really disagree with you. So I think yes, let's do it. I'm Perfect. so glad to be your follower. This is wonderful. This definitely won't go badly. <laughs> this will not backfire. <sighs> what is your name? What would be your cult name? Oh, um. The, it would have to be something, like, you know, in Parks and Rec, they're called, like, the reasonableists, so no one can make fun of them. <laughs> um, ooh, this would be your really nice grandma. So, they'd be like, oh my gosh, your really nice grandma is, like, the worst. We would be like, why would you say that about your really nice grandma? What is yeah. wrong with you? <laughs> so, we're, we're called the really nice grandmas. And any listeners who would like to join the pack of grandmas and be a cult leader, 
you know where to find us. Long Awkward Pause Podcast at gmail.com. Said as a line. Um, here's a testimonial from someone, just in case anyone's on the fence. Uh, this comes <laughs> from Judy in Milwaukee. Judy, why don't you give us a little bit about um, why you joined the cult? Well, I joined the cult. Um, I actually moved to Milwaukee from somewhere in the South. I mean, it's not important. <clears throat> I joined the cult because... I just realized I was not enough of a leader in my life, mm. and I was more of a follower. And when I found out I could be a cult leader with just five easy payments of $650, mm-hmm. I was like, sign me up. And you know and what? now I'm the nicest grandma you ever knew. Truly, Judy has been a blessing to our flock of grandmas, and we, I, well, I just can't imagine a day without you, Judy. Oh, thank you. I'm the I'm the kind of leader who who records myself on tape cassettes and then leaves them in creepy bunkers. Oh, oh, Judy. <laughs> Dear lapdogs, we are so happy that you tuned in for yet another Emmy award winning episode. I don't know what they do for <laughs> podcast a potty. Um, a potty, yes. A potty We've won a potty. That's We've awesome. finally won our potty award-winning episode. Join us in celebrating our potty. Thank you all, though, for hanging out and listening to us talk about cults, which are so interesting. And I'm pretty sure I was not a member of one. <laughs> but we appreciate you hanging out with us and listening, as always. As always. I am your co-host, Corby. I am your co-host, Maddie. Goodbye. Bye.